Welcome to the Step Back 3 Cubed Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Roach. And Calvin's, again, not saying his name because he's busy eating, what is that, a raisin? No, it's silly, it's a fruit snack. Oh, a fruit snack, I thought it was a raisin. Okay, alright. So, we're starting episode 4. Episode 4 is going to be your last one for a while because after that, it's spring break, woohoo! Yeah, for it? you, ma'am, I feel like yeah, Calvin has two more weeks. His spring break's not till uh, April. But you guys get a whole week off of podcasts and work and all that. But when we come back after spring break, you should expect more episodes of the Step Back 3 Cubed. Um, we're going to talk about uh, another graph that's in reference to testing for coronavirus. Uh, we're going to talk about a game called Everdell. And then we're going to talk about cross-sections of 3D shapes. But first, I want to start by talking about uh, the pyramid research and just help you guys out with one thing that was a big challenge. So the thing that was a big challenge was finding the slant height because a lot of these didn't have the slant heights listed. So to do that, uh, Oxford, you can ignore this. The slant heights are on Google Classroom for you. But for Harvard and Rice, there's no reason you can't find the slant height by using what's called the Pythagorean Theorem. Have you ever heard of the Pythagorean Theorem? No. No? Have you heard of Pythagoras? No. Even, okay. We've played Seven Wonders, but Pythagoras is one of the guys there. But anyways, here's what the Pythagorean Theorem is. It means that we can find the... If we have a right triangle, we can find the measure of the other sides by using what's called a squared plus b squared equals c squared. And you can do that too. If you're looking for the slant height of a pyramid, then that's really the hypotenuse of a right triangle. And the legs of that right triangle would be the height and half the length of the base. It's not the whole length of the base because the height's in the middle of the uh, rectangle or square or whatever the shape is. It's not at the... Uh, ends of it so we have to divide the side length by two and that will be one of the legs and then the regular height would be the other leg and then if you do a squared plus b squared equals c squared and solve for c that will be the slant height feel free to round that to the nearest meter or foot or whatever unit is you're using to measure and at least it's c because that's what my name starts with i feel like i'm lucky for it <laughs> you're lucky because your name starts with c yeah so c is the hypotenuse of a right triangle Yay! Okay, uh, let's talk about the next set of graphs here. I will have that attached so you can look at what I am looking at right now. The There are four graphs here, and I wanted to focus on testing today because the thing that those countries that have the strong curves that were going down, the flattened curves like China and South Korea had in common, was extensive testing. And that, if you've watched any of the news, you would know that's been a problem in America for getting those tests out to people in the public. So look at the effect that it's had in this. There are two scatter plots and two bar graphs going down the right side of this website. And it's interesting because there's kind of a difference between them. The y-axis is logarithmic again, so it goes 1,000, 10,000, 100,000 here. And then the x-axis, the total confirmed cases, sorry, y-axis is total number of cases, x is confirmed cases. Uh, you can kind of look at it and you'll see that the United States by this one looks to be pretty far up there with South Korea and Italy in the upper right-hand corner up there. If you scroll down, 
When we see total number of cases, it definitely makes us look a little bit better. China and South Korea are way out in front there. Italy and UAE and Russia are have a big jump ahead too. And then United Kingdom and the United States aren't that bad in there. And then they're ahead of a lot of other countries there. But those are the raw numbers. Those are the total numbers, which aren't necessarily the best thing to look at in this case. If you scroll down a little bit to the next one, now that scatter plot is going to replace instead of being just the totals it's the number per million people i believe let me double check yes it's working the yeah so it's just uh how many per total confirmed per million people yeah that's right so now it looks very different. Iceland's way out in front because Iceland has been testing everybody and they've done an amazing job containing it so far. Uh, some other smaller countries are up there too now. Norway, Bahrain. South Korea is still up there because, again, South Korea tested so many people that even though their population is way ahead of a lot of these other countries, it still has a really good place on the scatter plot. United States, you have to scroll. It's not even on the thing right away. Please stop. But if you go straight up from 10 on the x-axis, United States will be that green dot just above 100. And that's not a great place for it to be. It's definitely in the middle towards the bottom. Then if you scroll down to the bar graph there and look for United States, we're way down at the bottom when it comes to number of people tested per 1 million people in the country. And that's not good. Like, we should not be behind a lot of all these countries, especially in comparison to... The countries like Iceland and UAE that are at the top. These are very small countries that have tested almost their entire populations, and that's why they're doing a better job containing it than us. All right, that's your graph for today. Let's move on to talking about a game called Everdell. What do you want to say about Everdell? Um. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't know. What do you play as? What are What are your choices for what you can be? A squirrel, a turtle, a bunny, or a hedgehog. So those are the little factions. And then what do you what do you have to do? You send your workers out, right? And they get yep. resources. You remember the resources? Um, a resin, wood, um, and berries and pebbles. So they get those things, and they can use those to build things in their little village, like farms or you can stores. Even make a yeah, so you build build things using those resources, and then you try and have special events that you can get if you get certain buildings or certain people. Because the other thing you can get are critters that live in your building. So you can either recruit them, that's what the berries are for, or you can have them come live in certain buildings. So like if you have a farm, then a husband and a wife can come live there for free. Or things like that. So it's really interesting play dynamic, and we like playing it a lot, right? What do you mean? I mean, that's what that's a game that we just got, but we really enjoy it. Um, even though it's the middle for me. It's in the middle? Yeah. Okay. Well, I like it a lot, and I highly recommend it. Okay. We're going to move on to the last topic, which is cross-sections of 3D shapes. You know what that means, Cal? Something that's not flat like this. So a 3D shape is something that's not flat. You're right about that. What a cross-section is, is we're going to take a flat part of this 3D shape. So what you have to do is think about a 3D shape 
if you could take a really sharp sword and slice through it, what would it look like? So imagine that we took this baseball. This ba we'll start with a baseball in the shape of a sphere, because it's probably the simplest one. What if you sliced it in half? Well, then what? you would have two halves of it. You would have two halves, but what shape would you see? What would shape would it make if you cut this 3D shape in half? Uh, I don't know. Like, a round with, a, with like, a flat top. Yeah, and that flat top is what I'm talking about, because it, the cross-section is going to be two-dimensional. We're saying that this is so sharp that it cuts it in half, and we can see just one two-dimensional shape, one of our basic shapes. If you are having a hard time picturing this, I'm going to put up a link to a GeoGebra page that has that lets you play around with these things. So we're going to do that right now and go to a sphere. What shape does the cross-section of the sphere make, Calvin? Um, what do you see? You oh, see yeah! Now I see it. What shape does that make? If I go like this, it'll show the shape. If you click on view from the section, what shape is that? A half of a circle. It's a whole circle. It's not even, you don't even have to worry about the half circle. That is a full circle. And that's going to be true of this sphere no matter what I do to it. Okay. I can rotate the X and the Y. I can rotate the horizontal and vertical here. But no matter which way I slice it, I am going to end up with a circle. It's not like that for all these shapes. So we can go through these shapes one at a time and see what we are going to make. Why don't we start, let's, let's save that one until the end. I know you're excited about that one. Let's start with the, let's go with the cube next. So here's a Rubik's Cube. What you're going to get if you cut a Rubik's Cube in half? What shape? Um, a square with a flat top. Yes, we're going to end up with a square with a flat top. And before. also, if you, either way, it's still a square because squares are, are like, if you have a flat top for a square, you're still going to have a square, just a littler. Yep, and if we, so if we cut it horizontally or vertically all the way from one end to the other, we end up with a square. But we can cut it in different ways and end up with different shapes. Like, what shape did I just make with this cut? That's a rectangle. We can make a rectangle, and the way that I made the rectangle here was I didn't cut from one end to the other. I cut from the middle of one side to the uh, middle of a different side, and now it's not a square anymore. I'm still going to end up with a rectangle. I don't think there's a way for me to cut this in a way that doesn't end up with a rectangle. Well, I guess there is. If you start playing with the third axis here, you can cut it and make a lot of different shapes. So feel free to go and play with that. Like right now I'm making a trapezoid or... Uh, a triangle or sword. Yeah, you can make a triangle. You can make a... Uh, well, a pentagon. Actually, that's yeah, more that, of a hexagon. Yeah, but, that's also more like a saw. But we're, I'm not going to ask you to do any of that. This is, this is where it gets complicated and it's uh, high school math. Some of the Khan Academies for today are going to be from high school math, but you should still be able to complete them with the same ideas that you're going to get from the lesson here. Okay? All right, let me put the cube away and let's go to the... What is this? Well, it's a box. It's a rectangle. And also... It's from Girl Scout Cookies! So we got a box, empty box of Girl Scout Cookies. What do you think you would get if you cut the Girl Scout Cookie box? What you would get a, a rectangle either way! Yep, so if we do a rectangular prism, bring it up to a rectangular prism so we can see that. And again, if we cut it simply, so if we cut it 
straight across or straight up and down, we we're, would... we're going to get a rectangle, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any way to get something besides a rectangle here? Mm, yes. How would you get something besides a rectangle? Well, if you cut it really close together, it could it could probably be a square, maybe. The tricky part about this one is just all the... Again, we could do the same thing we did with the cube and start tilting the axis a lot, and then we'll end up with more complicated shapes. But if I'm going straight across or straight up and down, I'm still going to end up with rectangles. You could get a square, you're right, if this rectangular prism had a square, or had two of its uh, three dimensions being the same, we could make a square with that. And Daddy, just so you know, this has some soda in it. Oh no, because that was the next one we were going to do. What's this? Um, a soda? A soda? A lemon soda with some soda lemon in it. So Wait, hold on a minute. Are you from the East Coast? <laughs> no. Call it soda? You got that from Mommy, huh? No, it's uh, well, we call it pop here in Chicago, but it is, it, you're right, it is a can. And what, you know what kind of shape this is? What do we call this 3D shape? A rectangular prism? Nice try. It's not a rectangular prism. It's similar to rectangular prism, but it's not a rectangle. What shape is this? Oh, a circle. It's a circle. So it's, you could call it a circular prism, It's not, but that has a special name, which we call a cylinder. So this is a cylinder. So what kind of shapes do you think we... What, what would we make if we took that sharp sword and cut it in half this way? You would still get the same thing. So, which, if we actually cut it, so um, Pop would probably pour out of it. So we would get a circle, right? If I'm cutting straight across, do you see that on here, Kel? So we'd get a circle, but what if I did it vertically instead? What if I cut it like this? We would get a, straight up and down, like like the baseball, dude. No, no, it wouldn't be like a baseball. The baseball is still a circle if we do that, but the cylinder is not. What shape do you see in that cylinder? A square. Well, it's only a square here because the they made the uh, circum they made the uh, circumference equal to the height there, but it wouldn't have to be a square, but it would have to be a rectangle. So, yeah, I know, they made it intentionally confusing there. But, yes, it would be a rectangle because we're going, that's what we get if we pull this whole thing apart. All right, let's do the last one. And this isn't a perfect pyramid. This is, Calvin, you want to tell them about this object that I'm holding now? Well, it's something, well, it's something that we got from a different place. Okay, that's not very specific. Do you remember what place? Uh, no. It says I don't. Montana? No. <laughs> nice try. City Museum. City Museum. The City Museum in St. Louis. A really fun museum. And we got a rock there. And the rock is almost in the shape of a pyramid. It's not quite a pyramid because it doesn't come all together at a point at the top. But it's very similar to a pyramid. So what do you think we would get if we sliced it horizontally? If we cut it in half there. That would be hard. It would make two things. Alright. Well, let's look at that. Um, this is a rectangular base pyramid. So what do you see if we cut it straight horizontal? Um, a rectangle and a, um... It would make a rectangle, triangle. you're right. Well, it, ma it makes a rectangle as the, just the cross part there. Whatever the base is going to be, that's what you're going to get if you cut it horizontally. What if I cut it vertically? 
What is it going to be now? Um, a triangle? It is a triangle. If I cut it exactly at the apex, it's going to be a triangle. If I don't cut it exactly at the apex, I'm going to end up with a trapezoid, even if I make it horizontal there, because... Do you know why it's a trapezoid? No! Because... Do you know what a trapezoid is? No. Yeah. A trapezoid is a shape with one set of parallel lines, and then... The other two are not parallel. So go ahead and try and make a trapezoid by moving the sliders around. But if we cut it straight through the apex, we're going to end up with a triangle. So there's a lot of different cross sections you can make with 3D shapes. Play around with the GeoGebra link and try and make those. Uh, that will be part of your assignment if you choose to. But I would really encourage you to do the um, one of the other two options for the assignment if you can. Especially the baking one because I'm excited to see how those turn out. Bless you. Okay, uh, that'll be it for us today. Have a good spring break. We will see you on March 30th. Bye.